0: For the dysfunction on Capitol Hill is former President Donald Trump, who pushed House Republicans to tank the border security deal and is now threatening to torpedo the Senate's foreign aid package. And
1: this weekend, he, he doubled down on some of his isolationist rhetoric, encouraging Russia to invade NATO countries that fall short of NATO d- guidelines for defense spending. Today, Trump's holding his first campaign event since making those incendiary remarks. Let's discuss with CNN's Elena Trine former Democratic state representative from South Carolina, Bakari Sellers, and former Republican congressman from Illinois, Adam Kinzinger. Elena, first to you, it it seems the Trump campaign is now trying to downplay what seemed like an invitation from the former president.
0: They are. uh, I'd say downplay, but they're also not shying away from some of these comments. You heard Donald Trump himself double down on what he said on Truth Social, arguing that uh, he's made NATO stronger. He's been pushing them to pay up and and meet their spending obligations. But you do see his campaign and other allies trying to downplay this as well. They're saying, look, you have to take Donald Trump seriously, but not literally. Uh, And I think it's really interesting to see how the party has been rallying around him in light of these comments arguing, uh, you know, you heard the top Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Marco Rubio, saying that this is zero concern. You heard Lindsey Graham, another top Republican on that committee, arguing that this is Donald Trump being Trump and that uh, he's never invaded another country before. This is his way of just trying to get these NATO member countries uh, to pay enough. But I do think there's a lot of concern within the party. But again, you're seeing his Republican allies, particularly those on the Hill, continue to rally around him. It's similar to his, those comments he made about Nikki Haley's husband. Um, A lot of people, obviously, very frustrated, uh, concerned about those comments, him going after uh, a man who was deployed currently in Africa, but Donald Trump continued to double down on that on uh, social media. He's argued that Nikki is an embarrassment, or Nikki Haley is an embarrassment to her husband, that he should come back uh, and help her campaign. Again, just really, you know, not shying away from that very incendiary, Rhetoric. And when it comes to Nikki Haley, I do just want to point out, Boris and Brianna, that Donald Trump and his team are very confident about how he's going to perform in South Carolina. He's going to be here tonight. There's a big crowd expected. They do think they're going to win that primary by big margins. But it's very clear that Nikki Haley is continuing to get under his skin. He's been very frustrated by her refusing to drop out. He does see her as standing in the way of him becoming the Republican nominee, something that he wants to do as soon as possible. Um, and you're seeing that. To play out in his rhetoric on the campaign trail. And Congressman, Trump's advisors are characterizing the NATO comments of Trump as off the cuff remarks. And yet I don't think that that's how many NATO countries are seeing it. I don't think that's how many people inside of the US who have been following Trump are seeing it. How do you see it?
2: No, I mean yeah, it's off the cuff. Everything he says is off the cuff. It's not thought through. It's all about him. And so at a moment he was feeling somehow offended. It's like, you know, when you put Nikki Haley's husband up against him, he feels like much less of a man. So he has to lash out at him. And this is just what he actually, look, all you have to do is say, what is the reaction in our NATO allies, where it matters? And and it's important to remind people, the only time article five, which is the mutual defense treaty was ever invoked by NATO was for us after 9-11, and it led to a 20-year commitment by NATO to Afghanistan on behalf of the United States to fight terror. So if you look at what our European allies are saying, this is freaking them out, not because now they're going to be called to account for their 2%. Europe has actually been drastically increasing defense spending, even at a rate either equal to or greater than the United States of late. But you look at how this is being celebrated in the Russian uh, media ecosystem, the state-controlled media ecosystem. It's being celebrated. And the only thing that prevents NATO and Russia from going to war is Russia's belief that the Article 5 treaty will be obeyed. And that's the reason he doesn't attack NATO countries. So this creates a re- you know, people try to pretend that Donald Trump is some anti-war guy. The truth is he is a warmonger in how he's speaking because he makes war far more likely just by his comments.
1: Uh, Bukhari. I'm curious to get your perspective on on something uh, related to uh, what the former congressman is laying out here. Nikki Haley is now slamming Trump for mocking her husband who's deployed overseas. Her super PAC came out with an ad laying out some of Trump's comments historically about veterans. Let's listen to a portion of that. Donald Trump did it again, this time attacking Nikki Haley's husband. What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. It's a sick pattern. Visiting military graves and saying, I don't get it. What was in it for them? Calling dead soldiers suckers and losers. Donald Trump, sick or clueless. It's time to turn the page. Yet it doesn't seem to move the needle within the party, Bakari.
3: Well, it doesn't move the needle, because the person who said it still will vote for Donald Trump. I mean, look, you have to have some level of fortitude. Nikki Haley asked the question, who's going to vote for someone if they get convicted of any of these felonies uh, and indictments that Donald Trump's accused of? In fact, she's already said out of her own mouth that she would vote for him. And so you had these people, particularly on the, on the right side of the aisle, who play these political games, who try to um, uh, mislead or, or, or in this case, not lead the American public, and it just doesn't work. We know that Donald Trump doesn't have respect for our military. We know he does not have respect for POWs. We've seen him insult John McCain. We've seen him insult individuals in military gravesites and burials. We've seen him insult Michael Haley, who's actually deployed overseas. This is not new. In fact, the flippant comments he made about our NATO allies, this is not new. There's nothing that Donald Trump says that will be new or some type of newly inflammatory rhetoric. All of these things, he has beaten that horse to death. But the the question is whether or not the American public wants to double back, whether or not they want to uh, be browbeat by this rhetoric again and again, and this chaos again and again, or if they're exhausted from it. I bet they're exhausted from it and want some of the normalcy that was or is Joe Biden. And so that's kind of what we're looking at. And when you have a great ad like this, the Nikki Haley super PAC put out, all you have to do is look at the candidate and the candidate's still gonna vote for Donald Trump. So the ad, the ad don't mean a whole lot of nothing.
0: Congressman, you're a veteran. I wonder what you think about this episode.
2: I mean, look, it's sick. It's just, it's just, again, the only thing I can figure in trying to get in Donald Trump's mind is he obviously has no self esteem. Let's be clear about that. And his brash loudness in attacking people is actually an outflow of the fact that he has no self-esteem. And I, I, I don't celebrate saying that. I wish he did have self-esteem. But when you put people that would be willing to get, think about this, give your life. We call giving your life the ultimate sacrifice, but like, like I think sometimes we glaze over that. You literally, everything you have become, you now are willing to put it into to defend a future for people that you don't even know. That is an amazing, incredible sacrifice. And Donald Trump thinks that only losers do that because he's never sacrificed anything a day in his life. We as Americans appreciate obviously those that make or are willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. Donald Trump abhors them. I mean, and and we even heard about it when he would see people disabled at Walter Reed, he'd be almost disgusted by it or didn't understand it. This is an incredibly low, petulant man and look it's not going to turn the gop base but the middle and the rest of america i think is having enough of it and they're really sick of this
1: uh, elena at the top we mentioned uh democrats flipping the third district in new york uh trump obviously not happy about that he he slammed the republican congressional candidate Mozzie phillip uh essentially saying that she wasn't maga enough and that's why she lost what do you MAKE OF HIM MAKING THAT STATEMENT?
0: LOOK, WE'VE HEARD THAT TYPE OF RHETORIC FROM DONALD TRUMP BEFORE. I THINK NEW YORK WAS OBVIOUSLY A DIFFERENT... Type of race, a different district. Uh, Of course, you had uh, Tom Susie who had run in before. He had great name ID, but, um, and a lot of Republicans, I should say in Congress, as Lauren Fox pointed out earlier, downplaying that and playing up um, just the dynamics of that race. But look, Donald Trump very much does believe that his endorsement carries a lot of weight, that those who back him uh, are more successful. And then on the other side of that, you have a lot of Republicans who note uh, that in 2022, a lot of uh, Republicans did not win their races, including Trump-backed Republican candidates. And so um, I think that is definitely a concern for a lot of people looking forward to this election. Um, if Donald Trump is on the ballot against Joe Biden, of course, his name is going to carry a lot of weight. But as Trump continues to uh, figure out who he in- he's endorsing, and I should notice well here, Boris and Brianna, that he's endorsing a lot fewer candidates this time around. And I'm told that is a strategic decision by his campaign um, to try and not alienate a lot of voters who he is really focused on on. And of course, he's very focused on his campaign as well. But he does believe that those who are more MAGA, those who support him do better. But that's not necessarily what you've seen, uh, of, like I mentioned, in the 2022 midterm elections, but also in other local elections across the country. In
1: 2022, 2020, 2018. Uh, Elena, Adam, Bakari, thanks so much for the conversation.